like I didn't feel like he was justified in getting so mad at me for making this like what I felt like wasn't a super huge decision like it's not an eternal yeah thing compared to everything that he has done which I mean that's not necessarily super fair because all of that was way before we were ever together but it was I mean it, it had been something that has definitely come up throughout our relationship and I think that that's another reason why I decided to drink that night for the first time welcome to another episode of ambitious but it's not like i was scheming like with my fingers together like oh i'm gonna have jesse watch the kids so that i can well jesse's jesse's done all kinds of crazy stuff so i'm gonna just no <laughs> i never make rash impulsive decisions and so i, I know like, it's very unlike and you it was very like liberating to just make that decision how often do you get to have like no just time without your kids the last time i was alone was like a week or two ago it was right after i had like had a big meltdown and jesse's like go in the car just go get gas and go get dutch bros and so i like for 30 minutes just drove around and (laughs) drank some chai (laughs) oh that's nice yeah sometimes it's just about those uh like the the small moments yeah because it's probably rare that you can get away for more than just 30 minutes yeah i've trained myself to recharge really quickly because sometimes that's all the time i can get <laughs> it's like a cat nap mm-hmm. speaking of cats goose if you don't stop crying i'm gonna have to put you in the bathroom i think that this is the first time i've ever seen him oh really maybe i think maybe i saw him once like when he was itty bitty what do you think he's super cute yeah he turns into a werewolf at night. Mm. But I love that cat. He's so sweet. I'm starting to like grow a really strong emotional attachment to him. Aww. I, like I had him a, a lot. I had a cat. Like I got him before Jesse and I got married. And I didn't connect with him. He was mean. Oh, Bucky? Mm-hmm. It was so sad, though, when he died. Yeah, Jesse was, like, super upset. He was the one that found him. But I, like, I was sad, of course, because it was, like, it was messy and awful (laughs) when we found him. But I was, like, like, that's sad, but it's honestly kind of convenient. Like, Mm. I don't know, which makes me feel... saves me a trip to the vet. Yeah, which is awful and makes me sound like the most horrible person, but it Or not vet, but adoption place. Yeah. I just wasn't emotionally attached to him. Yeah. I love that cat. He's so, like, he's gentle and sweet in the moments that I need him to be. And every other time he's, you know, just running around and being crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, if I need, like, a a snuggle or something, I'll just press my face into his soft fur and he just lets me. Yeah. I can see myself wanting pets after my kids are big. I definitely get my physical, like, snuggly (laughs) cuddles in with baby sister. Baby sister. Yeah. Well, tell the audience who you are. I'm Jasmine, your littlest sister. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know what else you want. (laughs) Husband of last week's guest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Married to Jesse last week. Did you listen to that whole episode yet? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It took nice. me like two two sits to finish it, but what'd you think? It was good. Yeah, it definitely made me feel a little bit 
awkward just like hearing <laughs> my dirty laundry is just hanging out to dry for the world to listen to yeah and judge me for without me being able to defend myself <laughs> i just i feel most awkward about i don't know just my lack of communication and how i just didn't even think about anything as it was happening um yeah. but looking back it's like oh that was really silly that's how you learn though you know you have to make a mistake sometimes that's the best teacher mm -hmm. just making mistakes at times in my life i feel really like i i'll make a mistake that's that feels really big <clears throat> like something with my career if i make a mistake with a client and they get really angry mm -hmm. it's uh for the next few weeks i feel really paralyzed by just decision making yeah, because you're scared that it's going to happen again or something. Yeah, and it takes me a really hard time. I feel just really retracted, like I'm shutting down, and it takes me a really long time to like break out of that and start to take risks again and make decisions that are you know iffy or mm -hmm. that could potentially make people upset. Yeah. But then I just kind of realized that that's just life. That's how you learn, and you make mistakes, and then you fix them and mm -hmm. try to hopefully try to learn from them yeah it's definitely been like i feel like mine and jesse's relationship has gotten a lot closer and just a little more functional since then really yeah yeah i think so i feel like that was just kind of like a breaking point for us and i don't know i think that i feel a little more comfortable like just opening up and expressing my needs and mm. feelings and stuff. Yeah. So for anybody that hasn't listened to that episode last week, I interviewed Jesse, Jasmine's husband, and we talked about the big fight that him and I had. And it was not because of you, <laughs> Jasmine, <No. laughs> but it was surrounding you. And yeah. so go listen to that one to understand what this episode is going to be about. But it's basically just about communication inside of relationships and how there was a lack of that. And yeah, and so the, with the episode with Jesse, I was just really curious what specifically was like going through your head that night. And it was it just like a, an impulsive thing? I I think it was. Like, I think that once I got to the restaurant, I was like, you know what? Because I knew that you guys, like you and Brayden, and that you guys were going to order drinks. And it was just, I think, a culmination of just the way that my life had been going, uh, the frustrations of Alaska and just moving back. And um, I was like, I, I never make rash impulsive decisions. And so <laughs> I, I was know, like, it's very unlike and you. And it was very, like, liberating to just make that decision well you just moved back from alaska where you were having a really hard time with life up there yeah so you're probably really stoked to be back and like connect mm -hmm. with the family i mean i'm yeah, assuming I definitely that. like felt very like i don't know i was just super happy to be back felt super free and though it was like it was warm yeah. <laughs> I think it was october <laughs> it wasn't just like freezing cold snow and it just yeah, I don't know. Like, let's order drinks. <laughs> 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 uh, 
but yeah, I didn't really even think about it. I was like, okay, like I want to, so I'm going to do it. And I did. And Did you at any point in that evening consider what Jesse would think? Yeah, like, well, of course I did because we like we didn't drink at that point. And I, I did think about it, but you guys did mention in the last episode or the episode that you guys did together that um, one thing that I had said to him like afterwards was like, I didn't feel like he was justified in getting so mad at me for making this like what I felt like wasn't a super huge decision. Like it's not an eternal yeah. thing compared to everything that he has done, which I mean, that's not necessarily super fair because all of that was way before we were ever together but it was i mean it it had been something that has definitely come up throughout our relationship um and i think that that's another reason why i decided to drink that night for the first time was because it it felt good to make an adult decision on my own without jesse because i feel like if we had done it together i would have been like well, what are you going to order? Like, are you going to order? If you don't, then I probably won't. And so oh. it felt very like independent for me. Yeah. Which. See I, that I can really relate to. Yeah. And I really respect that. But it's not like I was scheming like with my fingers together. Like, ooh, I'm going to have Jesse watch the kids so that I can well, Jesse's, and drink. Well, Jesse's done all kinds of crazy stuff. So I'm going to just. <laughs> no. <laughs> it yeah. definitely wasn't that. It, it was a lot more. It didn't feel like that. Yeah. Which is why I was so torn with with Jesse getting mad at me because I was stoked for you that night. I didn't know that Jesse didn't know that you were going to have a drink. I'm sure you didn't even think about it beforehand Mm -mm. because you had just gotten invited like right before we were headed to the restaurant. Yeah. It just like everything that night fell into place. I was like, well, why not? And looking back, of course, it was really awkward that it was with the whole family. Yeah. (laughs) But But like... Compared to like most people's first time drinking, what better way to have your first drink than... Yeah, like it felt super safe. At and a family like, restaurant with people that love you. Yeah. And support you and are going to make sure you get home safe. Mm-hmm. And you only had one. Yeah. But like what I was saying is that that was why I had such a hard time with Jesse getting angry. Because I, I can understand the lack of communication and how he just felt kind of... Which is totally valid. Caught off guard. Yeah, because kind of he blindsided. was. Yeah. And it goes against the religious beliefs that you guys have. And, but then at the same time, I really respect, because you guys got married really young. You hadn't really had a chance to be an adult or make really independent adult decisions without mm-hmm. being married. You just yeah. got married right out of high school. Well, I did. He yeah, was right. He was like 28 older. or something. Mm-hmm. And so that was the other side of the coin for me was I was just happy that you were were doing that. I saw a lot of myself in you that night. Yeah. Because I had felt really deprived of making adult independent decisions aside from the church or from my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And then being able to just do it. Like I saw myself in you the first time that I smoked weed, smoked weed with Brayden. Mm. I didn't tell damn about that. I didn't tell anybody about that. Because it, it felt good a, that it just, it felt like it was your own thing. Like you felt like an adult. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't something that was going to hurt me or hurt anybody, but it was against the church's view. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in the back of my mind, I thought that she'd be really angry, but I didn't think that it would like lead to a divorce, which I guess it kind of didn't. There's a lot, more, I mean, it's a 
massive oversimplification, but this is maybe the catalyst for yeah, possibly. But it was just nice to make an independent decision that was just for me, mm-hmm. and so I that was it was difficult for me to be between those two feelings that that day when Jesse got angry with me. I was like, okay, well, hearing your perspective, I can see why you'd be mad and I, it makes sense. But also, can you see my perspective? Because, and Jasmine's perspective. Yeah, I was like so shocked. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Ammon Clough Creative. Ammon Clough Creative is a business specializing in photography, videography, podcasting, education, and content creation. Services include weddings, small business landing videos, corporate video and photography work, podcast production, product photography, brand exposure, one-on-one and group workshops, and photo shoots in almost any capacity, such as outdoor or indoor, family, couples, or single-person photo shoots. For more information, go to ammonclough.com or check out ammonclough on Instagram at ammonclough. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Ellie George with HomeQuest Realty. If you're in the market for a home in Southern Oregon or thinking of selling your home, I've been working with Ellie George with her marketing and can testify that she is a true pro in the industry. She has an amazing passion for real estate. She's been practicing for over 16 years, sells over 120 homes a year, which is absolutely nuts compared to the average agent only selling about eight When it comes to marketing, I've seen her go the extra mile to make sure her homes stand out and capture eyes nationwide, and to net the sellers way more money in the end. She and I work together a lot on her higher-end homes, creating videos that beautifully and thoroughly showcase the spaces, and I've absolutely loved working with her. Mention the Ambitious Podcast and get a no-cost, low-pressure consultation. She'll help you with your real estate portfolio, whether it's your first home, investment, move-up, or you just want to be constantly aware of your equity position. She's definitely who I would trust for my real estate advisor. With his reaction, like now I can see his perspective because we've like gone through it extensively. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that like that night and the day after when he texted everyone, I was like, yeah, I couldn't believe it because in my mind it was, completely my own decision like if I had been out with friends would he have like (laughs) right you know said those things to my I don't know I guess it is different because like it's family and whatever but yeah I think that his when I asked him why he got so mad at me is because he viewed me as the as the example because I'm the oldest Mm -hmm. so he's like would Jasmine have even ordered a drink if you didn't that night yeah I yeah I don't know I yeah, I kind of wish that he had just gotten upset with me because I felt like I deserved the blame because it was my choice. It was what I did. I didn't tell him. Like, I'm <laughs> accepting the fact that it was a mistake and that I definitely should have done it differently. I should have communicated better. Um, and so that's why I was so confused that he got mad at everyone else because I was like, I am the one that just broke your trust that just... You felt like his anger was kind of misdirect, misguided yeah. or directed um, in the wrong spot. Yeah, and I felt like a little bit, I just felt undervalued, I guess. Mm. I've always been a little bit like, 
I don't know, maybe insecure is a good word for our age difference. And I felt like that really showed then. I felt like he didn't like, he didn't see me as being, I don't know, emotionally stable or strong enough to withstand his frustration, like, um, aimed at me. Mm. Um, and so that made me really frustrated. That was a big thing that we talked about. I was like, if you're mad at me, get mad at me. Like, come to me and talk to me about it. Like, yeah. that's fine. We can get through it. Like, I know, like, I'm confident enough in our relationship that we can, like, we can have an argument. I can, I can stand yeah. up for myself. I'm an adult. I'm your equal. So that was, but I, th- I feel like we needed, like, some type of like an event a situation like that for all that to really come out well why do you think that he would view you as emotionally uh i guess not stable enough not emotionally stable enough to face his anger um i i don't know i mean that's why i got so upset because (laughs) like what the heck do you you not view me as emotionally strong yeah and then but i mean of course like he does and i don't know but I think that it was kind of a thing where I needed to tell him, like, I'm I'm your wife. I'm just as, like, we need to be equals. You need to not treat me like, like I'm, I don't know, something else. Super young. Yeah, super young. Like, even though I am a lot younger than him, it, like, yeah. In what context does that, does his past come up? Because you said earlier that it comes up quite a bit. Um. It used to. It doesn't much anymore. Um, It used to just because we were like, we hadn't been married as long and we were still like getting to know each other. And um, so it was just like your curiosity. Like you would just bring it up and ask him like, what was it like? Or what Mm -hmm. did you do? Or just like as like situations would happen or we would like, we would be talking and something would come up. He's like, oh, once I did this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Tell me more about that, please. (laughs) Yeah. So he's never been, like, afraid to talk about it? No. No, he's very open. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, like, any sense of jealousy about it? Um, jealous probably in the sense that I didn't get a chance to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um. And he, he did, but it's not really like resentment. It's more just like, I don't know, what ifs sort of. I, I wonder if it's, cause I knew Jesse from when he was in high school mm-hmm. and he's always been the type of person who like settles down with his partner, with his girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. So I don't think that it was really like he had the chance to or he created that for himself. I think it was just life circumstances. Like mm-hmm. he was just frustrated that he wasn't finding like a, his life partner. Mm-hmm. And so he was just like getting he into just, the wrong crowd and then yeah. just have had friends who were doing it. So he just did it too. Mm-hmm. And you were like, you met Jesse when you were like 15. No, I was like... 12 younger than that yeah and then you knew that you wanted to like you always were infatuated with him and then wanted Mm -hmm. to be with him ever since high school yeah and so 
it, and then and then it just worked out mm-hmm. it was definitely hard to like bridge that gap of my own like i feel so much younger than him like i feel so lucky to be able to be with him like it, mm-hmm. because he was so much older like he could have gotten married but it really just worked out mm-hmm. that he like that his life led him to you know for us to be available at the same point in our lives right um and so that's been like it was a struggle to get over that to feel like hmm. i don't know yeah that's interesting i never realized that you'd felt that way yeah i can see that though like with me and taylor i a lot of the times feel really lucky to be able to be with her mm-hmm. just because I mean, she's a little bit older than me, and I just think that she has had so much more life experience. She's really beautiful. She's really smart. Mm -hmm. Like, when I think about when I was a kid and what my dream girl, like, you know, he would write down, like, my dream partner is going to have this, and they're going to be this way, and they're going to look like this, and have the best body, and be athletic, have long brown hair, and be like a slight bit of Asian. (laughs) (laughs) And then Taylor falls in And then Taylor just (laughs) mashes all that stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. when I first met her, I remember going up to her apartment up in the or her cabin up in the woods and it literally just felt like a fairy tale like every time i'd be up there i was like this is not real this Aww. is way too good to be true like it just feels magical up here with this beautiful girl who's into me somehow <laughs> and we're like cooking these amazing meals and sitting by the wood stove with her cat and it having sleepovers and it was like snowing true. outside <laughs> there's like deer prancing through the back door i'm like what, what, what is this like i had just gotten through like the lowest point in my life mm-hmm. and i was with this girl who i was like this is not real and this yeah. isn't i felt like i didn't deserve it mm-hmm. but then once i got over that and like maybe i do deserve this like maybe this is what a partner is supposed to feel like yeah and then admittedly i had to make some life adjustments to for it to work and I, since then i've thought about that like did i make those life decisions the like the big changes in my life as a way to be with her and i don't really think that i did i think that i did it faster though mm-hmm. than i would have originally yeah i remember <laughs> conversations you're like yeah i'm just taking it slow like we're just gonna see how it goes we're not together or anything and then the next day like, what the hell no you're not <laughs> you guys are living together what <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh yeah. yeah, that's that's slow. Things <laughs> did move fast. And and also what I mean is just like how quickly I left the church. Yeah. I don't think I would have made such a fast severance of my membership with the church if if I hadn't known Taylor. Mm-hmm. But the reason why is because I feel like she there I never had had a partner who was so into celebrating me and like who I was as a person and like what I wanted. Mm-hmm. They're always more like encouraging me to be the type of man that they needed me to be yeah or that the church needed me to be and so there was no outside like perspectives yeah that you like yeah it's like what do you you what do you want to do what do you actually want to do with your life which is probably what you really needed at that point and there's no way of knowing whether or not it would have been different if the circumstances were different because that's the way that it was yeah it's just a complete hypothetical mm-hmm. but i do feel like it it went faster than it would have if i didn't know her probably because i'm just knowing myself i'm so 
like we talked about earlier, I'm just very indecisive. I have a hard time with, like, is this the right choice? Is this really the right thing for me? Is this the best decision I could be making? Mm-hmm. And so I just like tiptoe through yeah. decisions like that sometimes. But I feel like it was the right thing. And as I've gotten older, I've become a lot better at just like making the decision mm-hmm. and recognizing, I don't know if this is the right thing. Like when it comes to even buying camera gear for my business, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. And I'll just like sit there and mm-hmm. do tons of research and watch endless amounts of YouTube videos. And Taylor's just like, just do it. Just buy it. And if you don't like it, you can return it. That's I'm true. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it also is good to do research. Like, I can see both ways. Yeah. I mean, you, there's an extreme on both sides. Mm-hmm. You, can, you don't want to be too impulsive and then like drink without telling your husband, but you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thanks a lot. That was just a, just, just a tease. <laughs> but yeah, those were kind of my questions. I was just, I just wanted to know your perspective and I wanted to give you the chance to like, come on and talk about it because mm-hmm. we were just talking about you like the, for the majority of the Most time. Of it, yeah. Um, yeah, I, it made me feel pretty awkward. Like, the way that Jesse reacted and that he got so mad at everyone. Um, and then I made, I made it even worse because I like was apologizing on his behalf and he's like, I'm not like, I feel the way that I feel. I, he's like, he's like, I probably should have gone about it differently, but I'm not going to take back the things that I said, which I totally admire, but it was just Nikki awful situation yeah it was it was tough but you know we got through it yeah figured it out and we're good yeah it was good for like a week the week following everything we just like for hours every night we would just like lay in bed and talk and just just processing it yeah just like cry and talk to each other and process and get through it all and it was hard but like I feel like it was definitely like a breakthrough that we needed to have mm. in our relationship and in our communication and, and I don't know. You feel like your communication since then has been good? Mm, still working on it. Really? But yeah, it's definitely it's definitely getting better. I feel like me like I don't know, having kids and getting more confident in my parenting and like I don't know, just being the mother of the household and everything is giving, like, I don't know. I don't know what that has to do with it, but I feel like it is important. Like, it's, like it, it helps you to recognize your own value. Yeah, yeah. Did you struggle with that before? Oh, yeah. Just because you were younger or just because, just in general? Just in general. Like, definitely before we got married and go, like... I don't know. Yeah, through our marriage, it was it's definitely more of a personal thing, not necessarily like related to Jesse or the way that he treats me or anything. Like he's I mean, he's great. He's super perfect for me and he's definitely helped me like get through a lot of those things. Um but do you feel like you recognize your value because of having kids? Like that your role as a mother is what gives you value? Um, in, in some ways, but I also feel like, like I definitely am like, 
I don't know how to say it. Valuable. Valuable otherwise. Yeah. Like as a person. And that's definitely like, I'm having to focus on that a lot more as I'm like definitely in the trenches of toddlerhood and yeah babies and stuff um but because i'm making it more of a focus it's you know just a priority right now speaking of women with value i've interviewed um a woman on the podcast who was addicted to meth because she said that her she felt like her value at one point in her life was just her body mm-hmm I mean, there's a lot more to it, but that was something that she said. And then Taylor's also said that. She said that she placed, you know, earlier in her life, she placed a lot of her value on just her body and what her body could offer. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt that way? Yeah. Really? Like back to back, getting pregnant, having a baby exit my body, and then having a baby suck on my body for oh, months yeah. and months for the past like five years. And then... that's different than the context of what i think these other women were saying they were saying it was more like what they could what it could the value that it could offer to men yeah so not like for because of childbearing reasons but because of like sexual reasons well yeah in that regard too like i feel like because of all of my like just the ups and downs that my body has gone through with pregnancy and birth and everything i just i have no room for like any type of sexual stuff and but mm-hmm. i mean i of course <laughs> i don't know how to <laughs> of go. course do it i do it <laughs> but a lot of times i mean i don't know how into this we want to get <laughs> i feel like oftentimes it's like i don't want to <laughs> well you don't have to talk i mean it was interesting to hear about your the value that you feel your body gives to just your kids yeah they they they, because you nurse and you hold them and you have to be Mm -hmm. with them and teach them yeah and like yeah and that that's when the value that's when you started recognizing yourself as really valuable Mm -hmm. but i'm curious about like other ways that you recognize your value because i i do it too Mm -hmm. in my relationship i and just in life i'm i've I place a lot of my value on what I can provide and mm-hmm. offer, what, how much so, money yeah. I can make, how much, uh, I don't know. And then in the context of my career, how good am I at my job? Mm-hmm. How different can I be? What kind of creativity can I bring? And then when I don't want to do any of that stuff, when I just want to lay down and take a nap or watch Netflix or just lounge and eat chips in bed, mm-hmm. which I did that <laughs> the other day. <laughs> eating, like, that's, that's a real story. Eating pretzels in bed. Nice. Um, I'm like, I'm still valuable, even though I'm not doing anything or I am just eating chips in my bed. I I still have value. Yeah. Um, I think that, so the reason I wasn't able to like formulate it all earlier in the way that I wanted, but I think that the reason that I was like saying that I gained value from motherhood but personally is because I feel so much like a vessel just like my body is being used for growing and feeding humans for the past you know five years yeah but because of that I like and as Roman has gotten older I'm realizing that in order for me to be a happy person and a good parent I definitely need to focus on myself and be a little bit selfish in like the things that I want or like needing alone time I like 
I'm better about like voicing those needs and making sure that Jesse like is able to help me through that. Mm. Um, like I'm having a meltdown. I need to go get gas and go to the store. Yeah. Or just like, I don't want to hang out with you right now, Jesse. Like I want to watch my show and I want to do my thing. Like leave me alone. This is my own time. Mm. Um, and just stuff like that, which used to feel very very selfish and like rude but now i'm realizing that like in order for me to get through tomorrow and be able to like have patience for my kids i need to you know fill my own bucket and recharge so and we definitely like not to say that i can only recharge when i'm (laughs) alone not with jesse like we definitely do things together and stuff but yeah it just sometimes alone time is a big part of it because you're just not getting any of that Mm mm-hmm I imagine, like with having three kids that yeah. need you always. Mm-hmm. Is it weird not having Warren with you right now? Yeah, very weird. Like I've stayed in this one position for so long and it like <laughs> feels very weird. I never sit in one spot for so long. Yeah. Yeah. What would be like your dream vacation right now? Mm. Or like your dream recharge? going like to Hawaii or like to a resort in Mexico and just like somewhere super warm where I can just like live in my swimsuit and like just sit in the warm sand and not do anything just be able to like get up and go swim for a second and then lay back down not have to like clean sand out of butt cracks or like (laughs) nurse or anything to just like be in my own body be able to do whatever I wanted just eat cups of fresh fruit and drink yummy drinks and did you ever contemplate not nursing um no you always just knew you would do it yeah I mean I before Roman I didn't know if I could like some people just don't make breast milk or like yeah their babies just can't latch but I was super super lucky that I have a really good supply and that my babies were always able to you got a really full reservoir Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah that's good yeah. is it painful at first it is but you're used to it now yeah with acre it was i think the hardest he like my nipples were like cracked and bleeding so much that he would like spit up blood because he was like oh just gosh. sucking the blood out of my boobs <laughs> little vampire <laughs> i know but that's only like a few weeks and then they get used to it. Their latch gets super solid and it like, yeah, it's fine. Just callous nipples. They can withstand anything. It, yeah, it's honestly, it, it feels super convenient to me to be able to nurse and breastfeed like. Just because you always have it on you and it's free. Yeah. And I don't have to like get up in the middle of the night and warm up water and mix formula and like, mm. I can just like lift my shirt up and whip my boob out and feed him i don't have to get up but like isn't it like um like you have isn't it pretty draining like you have to drink tons of water and eat a lot um yeah i definitely don't eat as much as i should um but it definitely makes me really thirsty i drink probably like 100 ounces of water every day so basically a gallon yeah but that's not like hard like I just right, your body just needs it. Yeah, my body needs it and wants it. Um, yeah, my 
some people eat just as much if not more when they're breastfeeding as they do when they're pregnant but that's like the opposite for me Mm. i basically just can't stop eating when i'm pregnant but as soon as i like push the baby out my appetite just like goes right back to normal just like Mm. yeah so one thing that me and jesse were talking about in our episode was his uh crossfit Mm -hmm. i was curious your experience with that like with him waking up at 4 30 and going every day and then and then being in retail and working until like 6 30 at night when mm-hmm. he gets home and then even longer during the christmas time yeah i hate it um <laughs> i just straight up hate it <laughs> i hate his schedule like it's it's but so frustrating it, so with you hate it because i know that you hate his retail schedule yeah uh does it so so what is what are your feelings with him like waking up even earlier to go well i'll start with the bad stuff i'll say everything that i don't like about it and then we'll okay um so the boys acre and roman are like they love their papa more than me like (laughs) (laughs) which is really sad i'm sure that's not 100 percent true probably not but like at nighttime jesse has always wanted to be super involved and out of necessity too because like when i had acre jesse just totally took care of roman because roman was still waking up throughout the night um yeah and so jesse would like snuggle him and with acre too like he just started doing it just because he does it with roman um and acre still wakes up throughout the night like uh, two or three times Mm -hmm. and he always wants jesse to go snuggle him um and so it's really hard when he wakes up after Jesse has left for CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And then I have to explain to him, like, he'll be home in a little while. He's at the gym. And Nicker's always like, well, how long is it going to take? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, and then that's hard because Acre is super loud and he'll cry and wake up the baby. Um, so th- that is frustrating about it. But it's so worth it because Jesse is so fulfilled. He's super into it. Um he his body feels way better and could you go to the gym after he gets home because he wants to be with the kids and like maybe make dinner or something after work Um, i i could i mean (laughs) technically i could why don't you (laughs) because it's like i mean is that something that you want to do or i mean not not necessarily go to the gym but like go get like like my point is that jesse goes to work which is like his the equivalent i guess of when you're being his responsibility is going to work your responsibility is staying home with the kids Mm -hmm. and he gets his daily fulfillment or recharging his bucket by going to crossfit yeah and then i'm just wondering like when do you get your daily fulfillment it doesn't have to be at the gym but maybe after he gets home from work you could go sit somewhere quiet and just read a book or i don't know go to mom's and hang out with mom or go out with some friends or something yeah I would love that. I don't think it's very realistic right now just with how little Warren is. And because he Uh, gets like Jesse gets home at 630 and then we eat dinner, clean up dinner, do jammies, do bedtime. We'll like let the kids watch a show. Sometimes they Jesse does this like stars app with them. They look at like constellations and then the kids go to bed and like it's so busy until like I don't know, 8 or 8.30, and then at that point, all we want to do is just sit and not do anything. Um, and so I'm... You're just like, exhausted by the Yeah, day. just in terms of, like, scheduling, I don't know how that would work. I'm sure that, like, if I'm 
just started doing it it would just become part of your routine yeah i want to eventually like when we have more space i want to get either like a rowing machine or a bike just so that because i do want to start working out and exercising um but i feel like i need it to be easily accessible and like not very much effort <laughs> to, like, to be within there. walking distance yeah because otherwise it's just not gonna happen with like kids shuffling and but if i can like put the kids to bed and then just go to the garage and work out that would be awesome but i don't want to have to like leave the house because at that point i could like do it during the day i could they could just come and hang out with me and i would do it or but just tell me more about your desire to to adopt because i when i heard that i was like (laughs) what (laughs) why because um, it just, from my perspective, it just seems like you're really drowning in children and just responsibility and lack of fulfillment from, not to say that your life isn't fulfilling, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that you get fulfillment from being a mother and that's what you've always wanted to do and you love it. Yeah. But, yeah, just like you have so many kids. Yeah, I do. And so close in age and so the desire to adopt is just But yeah, like we would shocking. definitely wait like five five years or something and... The age difference between Roman and Warren is awesome. Like four years is super great. Like he's super helpful and he doesn't necessarily need as much of my like cognitive, emotional attention all the time. Like he can occupy himself or I can set him him up with something and then he can just kind of, you know, take it from there. And so I feel like in that regard, having a baby when Ren is like five would be doable um i don't i don't want to have any more babies like physically come out of my body you're 100 percent done 100 percent done like emotionally i cannot handle it it's like uh, yeah just postpartum is super intense it's gotten worse every time and it just ugh, i don't want to go through it again and i but you still want to have another kid just via adoption yeah we would really like to adopt I just, I feel like that would bring me a lot of fulfillment. I just, I don't know, just hearing all these stories about kids in foster care and just getting abused and like, and like Jesse said, we're a, like, we're a healthy, functional, like happy family and with like regular normal people struggles, like yeah, we're just lack of communication here and there we're just normal we don't have any weird things about us like i don't know um and if there are kids struggling kid like we it would yeah like we like having kids and i enjoy you know having babies and stuff i just so it's not necessarily i don't need to make more like we don't need to make an entire new baby when there are babies that you know right could use our help yeah so your your struggle emotionally, is it, how much of it would you attribute to postpartum? Um, 80%. Really? Mm-hmm. 80%? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's it, what is, what is your experience with postpartum? Um. Like emotionally, tell me what the emotions are like. Um, so like. For the first like three or so weeks, I cry for just hours, uh, like every single day. 
um, because my hormones are just like so intense. I thought that it was like a, that giving birth was like a really positive thing emotionally. It is. There's that as well. And like, forgive my ignorance. No, I've never had a partner who has had a kid and I've never had a kid. No. Yeah. It's like, it's like the best thing in the world. Like you finally, I've been carrying this baby inside of me and I like sort of gotten to know them, but I don't really have like a super strong emotional connection yet. Like I love them and would totally take care of them, but it's not like, but once you have them and you're holding them, you can see them and they look like you and it's just like, yeah, it's the best thing ever. Um, so when does the postpartum kick in? After you, after I deliver my placenta, <laughs> so like the day of yeah like two hours after because the placenta is like processing all of like you lose that organ that has been handling all of those excess hormones that have been like allowing you to stay pregnant and like feed your baby and so then you still have all of those hormones in your body but you have no way to process them because that organ is now gone i didn't even know that yeah and so that's why you just cry and feel like you're dying is Is, does every woman experience that i don't think that it's as intense for everyone i don't know i wonder how common it is I, it's probably a lot more common than we think because whenever I like post about it, everyone's like, oh my gosh, like I feel the same way. But it's just like this thing that moms don't talk about and it's so frustrating because it's like you just feel like, ugh. Is there some type of an activity that you can do to help those emotions get away from your body? Because <laughs> they, why didn't they just go out with the placenta, all the hormones? <laughs> because they're in your body <laughs> i don't know well, so like why shouldn't your body just naturally recognize okay the baby's out the placenta's out like we no longer need these emotions yeah i mean for the i mean your body has been producing those hormones for nine months and it's not just gonna like boom stop it tapers it takes like a few weeks to... so how long does it last for you a couple weeks is like for that really intense anxiety like daily crying mm. not being able to be alone type of a thing um and then, why are the hormones so sad to that cause you to make a baby i don't know <laughs> why if can't I they knew, be like happy? i would fix it <laughs> <laughs> these are just my ignorant ass questions of like i don't know like why these emo- why do they manifest as like depression like you hear postpartum depression postpartum anxiety yeah and like some me, women it's so bad that they just like hate their baby and they develop resentment yeah and i just wonder why it's like so negative no yeah i don't know i feel really bad for those moms because that has got to be super awful to deal with you never hear um, like postpartum euphoria well some <laughs> is people, that a thing no yeah some like some moms are like oh my gosh are you just on cloud nine like floating in heaven I'm like maybe on a cloud in hell like <laughs> i'm super happy that my baby is healthy and like i love the snuggles and it just like you're bonding and it's so sweet Hmm. but like it's not super great so it is kind of a a balance sort of like you do feel the euphoria and, and yeah it's just super joy complex. of having another baby because mm-hmm, you're worried that like if you leave them alone they're gonna like their heart's gonna stop or they're gonna stop breathing or they're gonna i like, feel like a lot of mothers or, or some mothers i feel like are just so distracted by that mm-hmm. that they don't even really that there's just no room for their emotions. Yeah. Do you feel like your emotions are just so powerful that you're like more distracted by them than the, than you are by the distraction of having a new child and making sure they don't die? Um, Cause from my perspective, my- you just are very emotional. 
mm-hmm. and so so am I. Mm-hmm. But I just wonder, like, is there? A, do you notice yourself being more emotional than other women? Um, maybe I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't talk to other women. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I talk to Roman and Acre all day long. <laughs> Yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know. I just wonder if mom struggled with postpartum depression. I don't know. Probably. I think, yeah, I don't know. It kind of is like, it starts as postpartum anxiety for me, like those first, like, first couple weeks. And then it just kind of like settles into like a, I don't know, like depression, I guess. Yeah. And I think that that's also, like, not necessarily hormone-related, but more just, like, trying to adjust. Is he going to, like, attack me? No, he's fine. He just wants to snuggle you. Oh, okay. Come here. He literally snuggled Jesse the entire episode. Aww. He just laid there and fell asleep on Jesse's leg for, like, Come two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. He's just curious about you. Yeah. Goose, don't step on the buttons. But, yeah, I think it's just, like, adjusting to your new lifestyle, like adjusting to the new number of kids that you have and like your just your routine and how it's changed and how throughout the day like you can't do anything that you want to do you have to just your sole purpose is to keep the kids alive and make sure that they're yeah. like and especially enriched. when you're having to do it mostly alone because mm-hmm. i mean your husband's always working it or working out yeah and so he's gone a lot out of necessity and responsibility yeah, but he makes up for it because he's super, super present when he is home because he recognizes that he only has like an hour with the kids before bedtime. Yeah, and that's not a knock on him. Like, I'm not saying that to try and knock on him or saying that he's not around enough. I'm just saying that the way that your life is, is just that you are you have to do it mostly by yourself all day. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But do you, I mean, maybe it's a dumb question, but do you want more support? Would you like more support? Um, or to have Jesse home more often. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, like it kind of just works for our dynamic. Like he's talked about how it would be nice to like switch roles and be a stay at home dad, which would be really awesome. Like, would I you th- like that? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> what would you go do? I have no idea. I would need to finish school. Like I have, <laughs> I have no skills other than being a mom. Like, so then what makes you say that you would like to do that? Is it just Um, the idea of having less time with the kids? No, it's, I think that like being able to contribute financially would be really fulfilling for me. Yeah. I feel really guilty spending all of Jesse's money. (laughs) Because you don't He's always like, it's not my money, it's our money. Right. He's always, I mean, he's super, it's just my own thing getting over. I would have a hard time with that. I've never experienced that before. Well... I guess a little bit with Dam because she made more of the money. Mm-hmm. And so most of our money was hers. I did contribute financially, but not as much as her. But she spent most of the money. And so I was the one who was like, no, we need to save. Like, let's save some of this. Yeah. I feel so, like Jesse and I really like, we're pretty well balanced in terms of like, I don't know how much money money we each spend. And I'm definitely getting more like, just getting more into being healthy and like, living having a cleaner household Mm -hmm. and so we're like i'm choosing to spend more money on like the cleaning products that i use and my food and oh yeah that's right we we talked about his testosterone replacement 
or supplementing that he's on mm-hmm. and like and i was just so curious about that like you know i think that the first step would be like making sure that your diet is is like organic and things mm-hmm. rather than just and it, it it i mean for the most part it is like we always buy organic meat and yeah that's good like i prioritize snacks for the kids because if all they're gonna eat is you know goldfish and bars i at least want them to be like a little bit better than what they could be <laughs> organic goldfish yeah do they make those yeah i'm sure they do natural grocers makes anything yeah annie's bunnies i've had those those they're are good. actually good they're like crisp and they're little animal crackers yeah they're good or i guess they're bunnies um but yeah i'm like if i'm gonna spend 90 percent of my time in my home like literally inside of my house i mean of course we go do stuff but just as a stay-at-home mom, a lot of your time is, you know, at home. And so we, like, have gotten a nice water purifier and an air purifier. And it's just, like, I just want my quality of life to, you know, be as yeah. good as it can be in, you know, the situation that we're in. So if you had to do something, if you had to pick a career that you could do to f- provide financially or contribute, what would what would it be? Do you have any idea? No. No, I don't. I haven't. <laughs> what do you? What kind of skills do you have? Um, I don't know. I started going to school for like English literature, so you went to college. Yeah. Where'd I, you go again? I um, forget. RCC and the community college in Bend. Oh, I never knew that. I am almost done with my like first two years. Really. Yeah. What? Yeah, the whole time we I, were in Bend. I, I guess I knew school. that you went to RCC, but I did not know you went to school in Bend. Yeah, the whole time. Me and Jesse were going to school together. I did not know that. I thought you were just raising your one kid. No, I was like, I got pregnant with Roman while we were there. Oh. Yeah. Huh. That's so weird. I didn't know that for some reason. Yeah. How come we, how come I don't know that kind of stuff about you? I don't know. Maybe I just don't. I was also, so at RCC, I was my major was like media and digital arts mm-hmm. um i wanted to get into like i didn't even know just like video editing or like blogging or something mm-hmm. i was because my goal like i knew that i wanted to have babies and i was like oh well if i want to have babies maybe i should find something that i could do at home or like that would have an easy schedule like flexible schedule mm-hmm. um yeah so you've always it, known that you wanted to have kids yeah pretty young yeah are you um, still stoked that you like are you still happy about it yeah i'm still happy about it i maybe would have like <clears throat> changed up my timeline a little bit like had them a little later yeah i think that if i could have like gone back to like our wedding day I would have like finished school and then probably just had my first baby. Like if Warren could have been my first at like 26, that would have been pretty good. Yeah. Because I would have been able to like really (laughs) get to, (laughs) pretty good. And then would you have spaced him out more? Um, yeah, I think that I, I would have spaced him out like every four years. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been nice. But yeah, being able to like finish school first and really get to know Jesse and like just be a couple together without kids. Like we've, yeah, we hardly even know each other just like 
as people where like i know him as a parent and everything which is great like i love that i had his babies and everything but Mm -hmm. it's like i feel like i'll have these moments where i'm like i don't really know you like if we were to go on a trip alone together like that would be kind of awkward because like (laughs) (laughs) like we don't have kids still oh my gosh yeah what would it be like for you to like get a babysitter and like for a weekend and go to the coast together I'm, I don't know. Have you ever done anything like that? <laughs> no. Well, so, yeah, not really. Not that I can remember. Hmm. One time I went backpacking with Taylor in the Steens for a week. Oh, yeah. And That's awesome. Yeah, we, like, talked the whole time. I would love that. Like, man, I love Jesse, and I want to, like... Yeah, Jesse's super cool, and he's really like outdoorsy. It'd be he's just so, so fun cool. to hang out with. Like he's super funny, and he's imagine if like... you guys got into hunting together, and you went on like a hunting trip to Utah and killed an elk together. Yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that's what life is kind of for. Mm-hmm. At least maybe that maybe I'm just convincing myself of that because I just haven't had any kids and don't really want any. Yeah, I'm all about just having experiences and going places. Yeah, totally. Spending my money to go, I don't know, see a new place and experience something new, try new foods. Yeah, I definitely, we talk about it all the time and we plan on it. Like as soon as Ren is like, I don't know, a few years older, we definitely want to do it. We also want to prioritize traveling with our kids. I think that that's really important. Yeah. Like the Harrises. Yeah. Johnny and Iz Harris, they just like take their kids to Italy. Yeah, it's so awesome because their kids, like, it just opens up so many opportunities for them. And it's so much easier when it's like what you do for work. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's kind of how they were able to do it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Yeah. But I think that if you, if you just prioritize it, if you just tell yourself, this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. I'm sure you can find a way. Yeah. Is it just, does it give you anxiety, like, asking somebody to watch your kids for multiple days at a time yeah i mean no one has ever done that i mean mom and dad took the boys like a week after i had the baby for overnight and that was like Mm. the longest um remember when mom and dad went to like back east they went to missouri and did the whole like church history trip mm -hmm. and we stayed with grandma and grandpa for like no that was when they Oh, they went to London, London or something? Yeah, they went to England. Oh, yeah. That's when London Dyson and Germany like, oh. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and we stayed at Grandma and Grandpa's for like a week and a half or something. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, like, I don't know. It, I really want to do stuff like that. I feel like life is just more expensive these days. So it's harder. Yeah, money's meant to be spent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but... You only have a, you know, Certain a fine, of dollars. finite <laughs> number of dollars to be able to spend. Yeah. Yeah, I just think... But I, it's just prioritizing, like, what you spend your money on. Like, just save it. And then if you want to spend it on a trip, do that. Like, I always admire those people, though, that have kids and they still have their... Like, they maintain their independence and their hobbies and the, the person yeah. that they were before. That's another reason why I wish that I would have waited to have my kids because I don't feel like I developed any of those like I got married I graduated from high school Hmm. and then got married like I didn't get to 
experience anything on my own I didn't get to like become my own person at all before I just kind of like fell into the role of motherhood basically well what type of a person what kind of things did you like before you were married um it feels so weird to ask you that like I'm your brother I (laughs) I was super into movies and tv shows and books and like I don't know just stuff like that yeah being alone walking around like when I lived with you in Salt Lake yeah. I would just like walk around downtown all the time stuff like that you just prefer to be by yourself I mean it just happened to be that way yeah but you are pretty introverted yeah I feel like most of us are most of us siblings do it's been snowing this entire time I know you might not be able to leave I hope so. <laughs> I hope I can get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, like Dyson, when I interviewed him on the podcast, he's super introverted. Yeah. I feel like dad's really introverted. I'm, do you think I'm introverted? Um, yeah. I'm like kind of I a, feel like a happy you medium. Have, yeah, you're a happy medium. I feel like you have become more introverted. Really? I was just thinking about that the other day. Like, I feel like... Maybe it's just like a maturity thing, but I feel like years ago you were a lot more silly and just like goofy and whatever, but you've become a lot more like, I don't know, serious. I agree with you, actually. I was watching the other day. I was just like scrolling back through some of my old YouTube videos and Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, I was like super goofy and just posted that on the Internet. Like I would never post something like that on the Internet now. Yeah. And I was like, what happened? Am I am I just more serious or I don't know. It's am I just I more mature? Like the Lucy Goosey Ammon. Really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. I wonder what other people think. It yeah, it feels like nostalgic for me, I think, just because that's how you were all growing up. Just more silly. Yeah, more silly and just yeah, I don't know. Dang, yeah. I feel like I've just been I've become I will attribute some of it to just being more, I have more responsibilities. Mm-hmm. I have a career and I have to maintain somewhat of a professional reputation. Yeah, you can't just do <laughs> stupid stuff and then post it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of have to, you know, put out a good image. Mm-hmm. But yeah, ever since my divorce, I feel like a part of me kind of died. Like the, the sp- I feel like it was at that point because it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, part of me was just like, you know what? I don't know. I, I just became a lot more inward. Like I started to look inward more like mm-hmm. I'm at rock bottom. I remember having a moment after the divorce where I was living with mom and dad. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm at rock bottom. I have no wife. I have no money. I have no job. I was work. The only client I had was raw mm-hmm. and I was making like no money. Damn. I was living with my parents. I was 30 and I had like just nothing. And so there was a point where I was like, I need to, I need to, get serious i need to take myself more seriously Mm -hmm. i need to work on myself and so i developed this like chronic Mm self-awareness where i'm i'm really hypercritical of my self and my behavior and then i also that was the time in my life where i started like drinking and taking psychedelics and like (laughs) smoking weed not like heavily or excessively but just like that's what I started doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, 
I don't know. I get when you smoke weed, you get super paranoid and just like hyper aware of your behavior. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt when I whenever I've done psychedelics, too. I just did enough to where I (laughs) just was like really afraid. What are you doing, Goose? He's the same color as my microphone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember um, when we came over. For dinner, you made wings and Brussels sprouts, those like mushed ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, the mushed Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. Mm, you had so like, good. you were, you drank a little bit and you did something super silly, like, I don't know. And I was like, oh, there's the old Ammon. But it wasn't until then <laughs> that I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, he's like so serious now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah, sometimes I don't really realize it either because it happens just so Like all those subtly. silly home videos that we used to make where you would just be like, I don't know, yelling and dancing. Dude, and I, I was such know. a freak. Yeah. Ah, that's true. That was a really big part of my personality. Yeah. Lately, I actually, I've made conscious decisions to be less, like, uh, self-critical. Mm. Like, I I don't know if this is the right decision to go about doing that, but I, I'm taking a break from therapy because I'm just tired of working on myself. Mm-hmm. I just want to be. I'm so sick of thinking okay now what can i do what do i need to do this week to improve my relationship what can i do this week to be more on track with my goals and how can i yeah. be more balanced in my behavior and in my just my life it's exhausting it's so exhausting it feels good to just be yeah i just want to like let loose and be silly That's but good. i i've started to feel like oh drinking is the way to do that mm-hmm. and i don't think that that's a healthy thing to think no Probably not. But also I'm dating somebody who uh, wasn't very serious or wasn't very silly when I first met her. Mm. She was very serious. Oh, really? She was just in survival mode. Mm. And so I I had to develop this. Well, I didn't have to, but I like I've made her a lot more silly as we've been together. Really? Oh, yeah. She's developed a really like cute sense of humor. Mm. And become a lot just more goofy since knowing me. And so I think that just naturally I've become a bit more serious since knowing her. Oh, yeah. But also I think it's just with age, mm-hmm. you know, you just like kind of grow out of your goofy silliness. Yeah, I think that I grew out of it like when I went through puberty. Yeah, I've never really thought of you as like a goofy person. Yeah. I mean, remember those home videos we would make? I was like, yeah, like I, I would just, I would be able to just like. <laughs> you were the star of my show. I know, and and Brayden too. Like, we would like do those, uh, random clips videos. Yeah. So Jasmine, hold this uh, wind chime and just run through the yard, screaming like, at the top of your lungs. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, just no questions. Like, yeah, sure. Or you like one time you threw me fully clothed into the kid pool, and just yeah. Like, all these crazy things. We would like stage a thing where someone would open the fridge and it would like, you would pretend like it would knock you over. <laughs> Just like the stupidest, most random things. Yeah. That was, that was pretty silly. I, one of my most viewed videos on YouTube is, uh, it's called expository writing. Goose, get off of the podcast setup. Expository writing because mom needed me to make a video for her class mm-hmm. or she just asked me if I would. So I did in that, in that video. Have you seen it? Uh-uh. I've heard it. I've heard about it. I don't think I ever watched uh, it. I'll pull it up for you Okay. after we finish. But yeah, it's got 
like thousands, 15,000 views, I think, because teachers find it and they use it for their Mm. class. You're like, can you pay me, please? Yeah, and it's geared towards like a third to fifth grade age. Wow. And so I, you know, I was trying to just be silly and goofy and like Mm -hmm. a third grader would like. And I watched it. I'm like, this is actually really funny. Like I, <laughs> you should like advertise that. My facial expressions are really hilarious, and I don't know. I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I think I was just so deprived, is deprived, repressed, deprived of just like life, mm-hmm. and uh, and just you know, working a nine to five and being constantly busy with work is not the way that I choose to live my life. Yeah, and so I would just that was my way of Your achieving outlet. fulfillness or mm-hmm. fulfillment fulfillness <laughs> <laughs> just like four words merged together yeah uh which is like being silly letting mm-hmm. loose and being goofy and putting it on the internet because i would get a lot of attention and i could get reactions out of people yeah and now i i'm very fulfilled by my life with my career mm-hmm. and i i'm just really happy most of the time and so you just don't need that extra like yeah i don't really need the stimulation of mm-hmm. like being an idiot on the internet an, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> plus some of them i've looked back and been like ah i don't want that to be on the internet anymore mm-hmm. and i'll pull it off or make it private yeah so yeah i don't know but that's interesting to hear i've never nobody's ever told me that yeah i definitely like have noticed huh I'll become more, I'll, I'll be more aware of that and try and be more silly. Okay, good. Sometimes that just, does, that does just happen when you're, when you drink though. Goose, can you not? Yeah. Bite me, jeez. Yeah, just drinking, it, it just like is a natural lubricant. It just helps you to be more social. And I think that I've developed a little bit of social anxiety lately. Really? Yeah, because the people that I'm hanging out with are unlike any people that I've ever hung out with before. Mm. Like my entire friend group and my whole life was just... (laughs) It's disruptive. It was just uh, Mormon people. Yeah. And so now I'm I'm hanging out with a lot more Mm non-Mormons. And I'm only like three years into it. And so I'm just developing a whole new... It's a whole new personality around Just just redesigning yourself a little bit. But I do want my silliness to to stay. Me too. Like, I loved that about you. It was like signature yeah. Ammon. Yeah. I feel like if we all, like, if all the siblings got back together, it would kind of, we would fall back into our old places. But, yeah. It just like happens, just you know. Of growing up, yeah. I, my, I think one of my most recent episodes, oh, I did an episode called What, or what was it? Does a part of you die when you get married? Mm. And sometimes I feel like just, there's seasons of life, you know? Yeah. Pieces of you just kind of go away. But that's sad because that was such a good part of me. Yeah. Bring it back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Trying. I don't know how. Like back then, I, in your 20s, you can just like be weird. Yeah. And I don't know. A lot of people... God, Goose. A lot of people... My age just, that's not something that people, maybe I'm just projecting. I feel like I'm starting to, like, open up a, like, silly, I don't know. I'm forcing myself to become more silly and, like, open Mm -hmm. just with the kids just so that, like, 
don't know. <laughs> just to hype them up and get them excited about stuff. And I don't know. Sometimes you just kind of have to start laughing and dancing and like saying silly stuff so that they stop screaming at you. Yeah. I I remember I was trying to make a video that was really goofy. And it was like I needed a bunch of people to like do the floss dance move mm-hmm. for the video. And most people just said no because they thought it was just really weird. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I wonder if something happened to where I was trying to be goofy and I got like shit on somewhere. Or just like got really humiliated. And mm-hmm. then subconsciously my goofiness has just kind of started to fade. Yeah. I think that I feel like that's how it was for me. Like going through or just like growing up becoming like a teenager and just with siblings that would tease me all the time and like be more aware of like (laughs) aka me (laughs) (laughs) i mean it was all of you um you feel like you got teased a lot yeah i too much no i don't i mean i feel like i got teased a normal amount for being a fourth the middle child the middle child but i think that i was just so sensitive that it like it hit me and it yeah. just kind of like i just forced myself to stop being silly and goofy and doing embar- like embarrassing myself because so I, you wouldn't be a target mm-hmm. oh sad yeah i'm so sorry for all the times that i overly <laughs> excessively teased you it's fine i think that it's just a just a thing that happens is he gonna No, he sits up there all the time. That's actually been something that I've spent a lot of time thinking about is just how much I teased all of you, Mm -hmm. my younger siblings. I I spent a lot of time apologizing to Canyon mm -hmm. and to Brayden. I mean, I don't like resent you for it. I feel like, like, I don't think that it negatively impacted me in any long-term ways. Like... Mm. I feel like it helped me, helped me grow up and it helped me appreciate, I don't know, my siblings. And I feel yeah. like we're all closer for it, for just having fun, silly relationships. True. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I remember a moment when Canyon, I was teasing him just like relentlessly and he was just, he was just crying and looked at me and just like screaming at me like, I hate you. I Aww. hate you. And that like really stuck with me, even though it was such a long time ago, I just, have i don't know i thought about it a lot i'm like i shouldn't have done that i shouldn't have just like gotten so many laughs out of at other people's expense and then in my relationships too it's like you can't just tease me all the time Mm -hmm. you know and so the first six months of moving back here and being like becoming closer with Canyon and Braden, I've I just spent a lot of time just saying like I'm so sorry for teasing you all those years and for being so mean to you, mm. and then specifically to Braden, I was apologizing to him for being so judgmental when he left the church. Oh yeah, because I was just so and I was so vocal about it. I would tell him things that he was doing that I didn't like or didn't approve of. Mm. I was just very judgmental, and I let that kind of become a wedge between me and him, mm. which is why I had such a hard time when Kaylin told me that me leaving the church was just naturally going to create a wedge between me and her because I was like, it doesn't have to, Mm -hmm. like I led it with me and Brayden. But now that I have, I've been on both sides, I guess, of the church fence, if you want to call it that. Yeah. I've recognized that it doesn't have to be a wedge, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's just people's perspective and it is what it is. It's life relationships kind of ebb and flow. Yeah. 
for sure. What were you going to say, though? I feel like I interrupted you. Um, when I was talking about teasing. Mm, oh, I was just going to say that, like, it, it's nice to know that other siblings do that to each other because Roman and Aker just tease each other so much. Like, Aker will, yeah, same. Aker will just be, like, screaming and crying and so sad and Roman's just, like, over there <laughs> laughing, like, <laughs> just, like, totally feeding off of it. Like, a, uh, Yeah, that was me. Man, it's it's rough. But, I mean, you make up for it with, you know, just coming back together when you're adults and yeah we should do more stuff together i know i'd like to go out to like sushi with you or i don't know i feel like of all the siblings i i know you like the least really yeah kind of like i even have me i am trying (laughs) i wanted to have you on this podcast (laughs) i think we're doing no no (laughs) it's just like the the whole reason do you want to know the whole reason why i started podcasting in the first place why it was so that I had a reason so that me and Dam had a had a set scheduled reason to sit down and talk to each other mm. every week. That was the reason why I wanted to do podcasting from the very, very, very beginning. Wow. It was the interracial marriage with Am and Dam. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just want to talk to you. I miss talking to you. Like my love language, one of them, well, I guess the main one with her was quality time. Yeah. Because she just prioritize so many other things ahead of me Mm. and so i I figured if i could find something that she would commit to every week that had to do with me where we could spend time quality time together and intellectually you know spend time together yeah that that would be fulfilling for me and be good for my relationship Mm -hmm. and so that's why i did it i learned how to like what to even buy i found these microphones all these all this gear i learned how to edit audio and where to upload it to like a podcast hosting platform and then how to mm. distribute it all for the sake of quality time with my spouse <laughs> that's how deprived i was yeah. just kidding but oh, man. not really now it's just because i really love i've re- realized that it's like how often do we like sit down without our phones and just look at each other and have our voices literally on each other's ears yeah never and just like talk about something that's intimate and vulnerable for an hour or two hours. Yeah, it feels so good. Like you don't have it's any kids. Mm-hmm. That's a big reason why I feel like I. Yeah, when you don't come know over, you, we have to just like yell at each other over the kids running back. And yeah, forth. or I try to like I try to call you when I'm driving because that's my call people time. Mm-hmm. And you can never answer because you have a child on your boob or you have another baby trying to sleep and you can't even yeah. talk out loud. Uh, yeah that's why it's nice to like get out and just like go for a walk because then the boys are occupied that's what i'm saying like maybe your nightly fulfillment could be like you and i could go do something yeah we should every a couple days a week that's what i do with Braden and canyon i go see them like at least once a week really yeah or more oh my gosh yeah let's start doing that i would love that okay like some nights canyon will text me he'll send a group text to me and Braden and be like you guys trying to get drunk tonight <laughs> i'll be like yeah i mean i guess i am now <laughs> and then we'll just all go hang out and i've actually started to try not drink so much because that was like you know, the only thing that we did together when we yeah. all hung out was just we like i was thinking the other day i was like what i wonder what it would be like to hang out with you guys sober 
what is that even like <laughs> but then you know i did that we did that our whole lives growing mm -hmm. up until like just two years ago yeah three years ago or whatever two and so then and it's just so fun yeah to just like have some drinks and loosen up and i feel like it really helps brayden mm -hmm. to just like be himself and say the things that he really wants to say yeah, Brayden came over the other night. We watched a Christmas movie together. It was so nice. Yeah, you and him are super close. Sort of. I feel like he's the person that you talk to most or that you can open up to the easiest. Yeah, probably. Well, and Kaylin, just because our lives are so, like, similar. similar. But, yeah. Do you wish you had more sisters ever? Um, I, well, I don't know. I have Riley, too. And Mackenzie. I've been talking to Mackenzie a lot more. That's been really nice. Your married sisters? Yeah, Jesse's sisters. Um, yeah, sometimes <laughs> I wish that Kaylin would open up and like talk to me about sex stuff more. Sometimes <laughs> I just like need, a, need girl You're talk. You're super open about that, like more than anybody I've ever known. Well, yeah. that's not true. You're just very open about it. Yeah. Especially think, like with my sisters. I just, I want to, I don't know. Talk about Sometimes sex. Sometimes you have to ask questions or like tell Why funny stories. Why is sex stories. so taboo? I don't know. With Kaylin, you think? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get into it. You don't wanna... Let's get into it. Yeah. Get into it with her. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let her explain it to you. Because <laughs> I don't know. I keep trying to get it out of her, but. How do you get it? How do you try I just start telling my stories like what if you just like asked her a direct question um she would give a very like vague answer and then just change the subject mm. hmm. yeah <laughs> I was talking to this about Jesse and he was like one time you should just get super graphic and like just tell tell her every detail about something that we've done and see how far she'll let you go <laughs> oh that's so weird just because like Kaylin and Jesse dated for a second. Yeah, for a second. They like, I mean, didn't do Maybe anything. that's why she doesn't want to talk to you about it. Maybe. Have I'll you ever thought of her. that? Well, yeah, maybe I'll ask her if it makes her uncomfortable. I don't feel like it does. Mm, yeah. I mean, she doesn't really talk to me about it either. And I haven't dated anybody that she dated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think, I think it's just her and Kevin are just more private. Yeah, which is like, that's fine if that's the... They're very conservative people. If that works people. for their marriage, then, I mean, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like a private thing. I have a hard time sometimes talking about it on the podcast if Taylor's not here. Mm. Because, like, it's something that involves me and her. And so, mm -hmm. but I guess I could just talk about my experience. Yeah. I just don't know how interested people would be to hear about it. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit, like, it's a sensitive topic to go about. What makes you so comfortable with it? Um, I don't know. I just don't have like, I don't know. I think that like growing up in the church, it was always like, it's supposed to be so sacred and sweet and like serious, but I just like, I feel like it's supposed to be fun and like happy and silly But where silly did you develop, sometimes. where did you develop that feeling? Because you grew up in the church, and yeah, so did yeah, Kaylin. You guys are sisters, had the same parents. It must have been with Jesse. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I suppose. Just, I don't know. I feel like we have a very, like, healthy, open 
you know, relationship yeah. with each other. And it just, I just don't feel like it's something that we shouldn't talk about. Like it's not naughty. It's not, I don't know. But you like, it, sometimes it's hard to talk to you about stuff, you know, just in general mm-hmm. because you're just so introverted. Yeah. I mean, you're very intellectual and smart, but you and I just don't have like a ton of, in common, like a lot of interests. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that maybe that's why we've had such a hard time or why, why I say I know you the least. Yeah. One, because we just don't have like a ton in common or interest. Well, and also yeah. you have kids, so it's hard to talk to you. Mm-hmm. But it's like, tell me something about yourself. or whatever. It's like, I don't know. Like, you need to ask me a specific question. I'll tell but you But what I was going to say is that whenever sex comes up, I, it's so easy to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Just... Even though we're siblings. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. It's just funny. Maybe I think that it's just so fun because you're just really open about it. And I like talking to people that are open. It's hard to talk to people that are just like really private and uncomfortable with sharing details of their life mm-hmm. where they think that, oh, I just need to hold my cards close to my chest. I need to be careful with what I say. I don't know if you're going to use it against me. I don't know if my partner is going to be okay with me saying this to you. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't know. Like that's one of my prerequisites to even having a person on the podcast mm-hmm. is I need for them to be open and just be able to be comfortable sharing details of their life on a public platform. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. It is definitely hard, but like, why not, you know? Yeah, it's just like, it's, everybody's doing it. Everybody has sex. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, I don't know. It's just... Everybody it's has a, a life. It's an easy thing to connect to people with about, you yeah. know? Because everybody likes it. Mm-hmm. Well, most people. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got to. Everyone has to like it a little bit. Yeah. Um, Even if it's not with people, like if you want to just do it with yourself. I mean, there are like asexual people who just don't. I suppose. But yeah, like that's another thing that I like about podcasting is that I'm really willing to talk about the details of my life and mm-hmm. just let them kind of hang out there. Yeah. But doing it in a way that almost grants other people permission or acts as a catalyst for other people to talk about mm-hmm. this with their partner. It is like emboldening to hear you be so candid. Makes Really? Makes other people, yeah, it makes me want to like be more open. Yeah, I just, I hate small talk with people where it's just like, oh yeah, let's not talk about anything that's real in our life. Let's just yeah. ask each other about, oh, what do you do for work? How's the weather? And let's, do you snowboard? Yeah, like nobody actually cares about any of that. Well, I mean, to a point, you know, but I just... And there, there is a there is a line, and there's a a level of appropriateness of how deep to go with people. Mm-hmm. You have to start somewhere, right? But I just, I don't know. This podcast, actually, so my friends that I that we were having dinner with, mm-hmm. they were like, "Yeah, your episode that you uh, released about this one topic totally helped me and my partner to talk about something that." we like ended up really needing to talk about and ha- helped us have like a breakthrough. Yeah, it definitely like, that's awesome. And, and I definitely relate to that. Like, I think that like just hearing other people hash out like personal topics, definitely like I'm always turning to Jesse and be like, oh, like let's... it just sparks conversation. Yeah, like, what do you think about this thing? Yeah, like asking his opinion and talking about it and whatever. And if you have a, if you're uncomfortable bringing it up, like, if that's the thing that you have a hard time with, you can mm-hmm. just send them the episode. Yeah. Like, hey, I, I listened to this episode. It was really interesting. Let me know what you think. Yeah, that's true. And then maybe they'll have, now that you both have listened to it, it can be a something that you can mm-hmm. talk about. Yeah, totally. Well, that's good to know. 
anyway, that's what I really love about podcasting and why I wanted to have you on, you know, just to talk about what's it like to not want to talk to your partner about wanting to have a drink or what was your thought process? Did you just not think about it? It was, I mean, you explained it. So (laughs) Uh, yeah, I feel like such an idiot now thinking about it when you say it like that. It's like, I just feel like such a, I don't know. Uh, I don't think you really need to. It just felt silly. Yeah. I mean, we've all done it. Everybody has a time in their life when they didn't say something that they should have. And it all worked out. It definitely like was like a catalyst for a lot of change and opening up and being more comfortable with each other and me expressing my needs and asking him for things that I needed from him that I felt like I wasn't, you know, receiving emotionally. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely a good thing in the end. Yeah. It exposes part of your guys's relationship that Mm -hmm. you maybe that needed to be exposed, but how are you supposed to figure it out or uncover it until the event happened. Yeah. And then the whole thing that I was trying to tell Jesse, or I hope that I was able to successfully help him understand was like, okay, now this has happened and it's a good thing that it happened. How can we be more graceful next time? Mm. You know, like what can I do differently on my end? And here's what I would like for you to do differently on your end, because this is, this really hurt my feelings. This made me feel unseen or I felt treated unfairly. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's just like mistakes are opportunities. And if you can not wrap your identity up in your mistake, mm-hmm. like you are not a bad person. You're not a bad communicator. Yeah. You just experienced a time as a human being where communication wasn't at its best. Mm-hmm. You're still like oh. a good person. Thanks. You just, you're like, okay, now next time I know that here's what I can do as Mm-hmm. A know, good like, oh if i do wife. that all these awful things are gonna happen so i'm not gonna do that again yeah so it's not that you're yeah people just get they they attach themselves to their ideas they attach themselves to their trauma they they wrap up their identity and their mistakes yeah and i feel like that's where people and i do it too i feel like that's kind of why i've developed a sense of social anxiety because i mm. i make a mistake or do something that made me feel embarrassed. And so I feel like I'm an embarrassing person or I'm not a very social person. Yeah. I have social anxiety, but Mm -hmm. I don't like, I'm just Ammon. I just experience the emotion of anxiety sometimes in social settings. Yeah. Or even when I podcast, I get nervous before certain episodes. Mm -hmm. I was really nervous before the one with Jesse. You were nervous before Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say? Um, but you said earlier that you're like entering this whole new world of all new people that you've never really like experienced before. And so it's going to be hard and it's going to be a learning process, like trying to figure out who you are among all these new people. Yeah. It's just like, it's hard to learn how to relate to them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I don't really even have to worry about it at all. I should just be myself, be my silly, regular, normal, am and self. And the people that like me will like me. And the people that don't, it doesn't matter if they're Mormon or non-Mormon. Yeah. It's the, they're just human beings. Mm-hmm. Just with different beliefs and different personalities. But every single human being does. Yeah. You'll be able to relate to them with with something. You just have to figure yeah. it out. But to backtrack a little bit, my point is that you, I don't think that you need to feel embarrassed or mm-hmm. like an idiot. Yeah. You just, it's just an opportunity to learn. And that's why, that's why I thought it was such a good opportunity 
to have this conversation with you on the podcast because it can show other people that like everybody does it. Maybe you've had an experience where mm-hmm. you didn't communicate appropriately. And here's an example of that. Yeah. Like, let's just fucking talk about it and not make it so taboo and people can learn. Yeah, totally. I'm all for, you know, opening up about things that everyone is obviously going through that they just don't talk about because it's awkward. Yeah. Yeah. It can be awkward. But I don't know. It's just a... I think it's only awkward because people just pretend like they don't experience that or like that that they aren't also Mm -hmm. struggling with, you know, X, Y, Z. Yeah. And so because it hasn't happened to them very much, it's just awkward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like when I I posted recently just basically this like sob post about how I I loved it. Yeah. I I, read it. It was so so great. So many people like reached out to me and we had these conversations like I feel the same way like I am so glad I'm not alone and feeling like I'm not a good stay-at-home mom or that I feel guilty because I don't love every minute of it I'm like yeah no one does but like we're like we paint these pictures like we just like accumulate all of these bits and pieces over social media and like create a perfect picture that we think that we're supposed to live by when it's not reality. It's it's not even your own painting. It's like a painting that's pieced together from other people's best parts of their life. Yeah. And it's just, it's so nice to talk to real people about things that you're actually feeling and that they are feeling. And yeah, there's a balance there too. Like it, it can be really easy to then justify your, bad behavior mm-hmm. because you're like oh oh thank god what well, everybody else is doing it so i'm good yeah like there's always a line that you can swing hard to the other side of the pendulum too mm-hmm. totally so yeah you don't want to compare yourself too hard to other people because it's not even it's not fair to you mm-hmm. you're comparing your current self to somebody else's best self yeah and uh and also curated probably not even real mm-hmm. it's edited and photoshopped and embellished yeah. Yeah. But yeah, then you don't want to get to a place where you're justifying all of it. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, um, what do you think is the, like the hardest part about being a mother, about having kids? Um, right now it's like trying to explain something to the kids or like asking them to do something or to not do something and then to have them just completely not listen and it's like I'm saying these things I'm making these rules because I don't want you to get hurt and I want you to be happy but Mm -hmm. they like it's so frustrating that they choose to do those things anyways or not do them and then they get hurt or like they hurt their brother or something and it's like literally I'm I'm just living to keep you alive and to keep you happy and healthy and make the best experience for you. And you're not doing what I'm asking you to do and it's causing you mm. harm or whatever. Are you a worrier? Um, I don't feel, no. Like on a scale of one to Kaylin. <laughs> <laughs> I was just. <laughs> I feel like we're really bashing on Kaylin and attacking oh, her. She's Kaylin, not even here. You love you I so love you much. Caitlin you just are a worrier and you don't like to talk about sex there I said it <laughs> <laughs> I'm less of a worrier than her in terms of like 
like I'm I'm an advocate for letting my kids figure things out and like in terms of like physically like balancing on a I don't know on a rock wall that they want to yeah walk across or something or like letting that. Acre do CrossFit or, yeah or Roman Roman yeah like I want them to do things so that they can like understand their bodies and everything like that um I cannot handle the teasing though like, uh, trying to deal with yeah I remember mom and dad would get so mad at me when I would over tease yeah so mad like I just because to you it's just noisy loud annoying mm-hmm. but to us it to the person teasing it's hilarious yeah the more of a reaction you can get out of people mm-hmm. I, I think feel like that, that's something I do that's probably not good yeah I think that I am just like I need to be more like I need to get to a point where I'm more happy just mm. in general so that I can be like just more patient with the kids I think because hmm. I mean the, what they're doing isn't wrong it's just developmental like when Acre Acre is so whiny and it's so annoying but like I don't oh, so I you're... don't let myself get super super frustrated with him because I know that he's just he's processing adult emotions in a tiny two-year-old body mm. like of course it's gonna spill over and right it's he's gonna behave that way because he just doesn't know how to yeah handle it and so you have but to when you them... say that you wish you could be more happy are you just at like a like on a scale of one to ten of happiness ten being like the happiest you've ever been where do you think you fall in general mm, like a five hmm. i mean in it ebbs and flows like there are days but like Hold on, I have to pee really quick. Uh, me too. Uh, much better. <laughs> We're both I, just like, <laughs> we need to finish this. <laughs> so fidgety. I know, I was adjusting my position very often, mm-hmm. trying to hold it in. So much clenching. Okay, so I was just asking you on a scale of 1 to 10 how happy you are in general. You said 5. Right? Is that what we just said? Um. Yeah, maybe like a 6. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Like, I I, I love my family. I love my life. I You've mean, told me differently before, though. You've said otherwise. Unless a, unless a six is... Unless you're just wanting to be a ten. Maybe that's the issue. Because <laughs> before... You, I remember one time you told me that your life was mostly just sad, sprinkled with moments of happiness. <laughs> and maybe that was just right after you had Warren. Maybe. I think... It was, it was multiple months after she was born, so it couldn't have been. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, like, it's definitely an up and down roller coaster thing. Um, I, but, I like, my, my other point was if you're, if you have the perspective of I should always be, like, a 9 or mm-hmm. a 10 yeah. on the happiness level, mm-hmm. then you're always going to feel let down that's true whereas if you can just be content with being like a five or six most of the time or if that's what Mm -hmm. you can actually like be shooting for yeah then that it's kind of like driving if you just expect everybody to be a good driver you're going to be yeah that's true (laughs) it is really really disappointed a perspective thing i was just um talking to keelan about this the other day about how i've been like i just had this little like perspective shift of like i keep reminding myself that i get to be with my kids Mm. like a lot of times it's like okay i'm checking the clock waiting for jesse to get home because then i like have some relief Mm. but i've kind of i've been working on 
changing my perspective to I get to be with them. Like I get to sit down and play with these beans with them and like do yeah. this sensory bin. And like I get to give them a bath and then read them four stories in a row or something. And it just like it makes it a lot more enjoyable. Honestly, it's not like I'm just waiting for bedtime or something. Like perspective I, is a big. De- a it really big deal. is, and it like it's everything. hard. I am a very stubborn person, and so it's really hard for me to change my perspective. You're also stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work with you and Jesse? Mm, you know, it it actually just it does. It, we just there's good give and take. Yeah, it really is. I feel like we are just well matched. Nice. Yeah. I wasn't saying that to like challenge your <laughs> the validity of your relationship. relationship. <laughs> um, I do need to go soon, though. He just texted me and said that baby sister is fading fast. Uh, so. All right. Yeah, my milk let down like 30 minutes ago. You're like, I got to shoot this into somebody's mouth. (laughs) Gross. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for I appreciate you, you know, just being brave and being open, letting your so-called dirty laundry hang out for other people to see and judge. Yeah, I was very nervous. I'm just anxious for it to all come out, but yeah, There's always going to be people that are, you know, whatever. And you know what? Even if there are people that are mad or that disagree with you or think that you're weak or whatever, or want to give you advice, mm-hmm. you don't have to defend yourself. Yeah. You owe that to nobody. Just, it is what it is. And yeah, and that's it. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for coming on jazz. I love you. Of course. I love you too. Bye everybody.